whenever we read the obscene stories the voluptuous debaucheries the cruel and torturous executions the unrelenting vindictiveness with which more than half the bible is filled it would be more consistent that we called it the word of a demon than the word of god it is a history of wickedness that has served to corrupt and brutalize mankind and for my own part i sincerely detest it as i detest everything that is cruel this is america welcome to american history x i'm your host antoine initially i wanted my episodes to come out every sunday but i got discouraged this time so my son right he's my he's my marketing guy he's my published guy you know and he's like you know dad you know because for one i convinced him to do it because i told him i'll give him 30 percent of the uh of whatever we we bring in so just to get him you know motivated into something that his daddy's doing because right now my son's like the the anti antoine you know i can't figure that out so i convinced him i was like you know so if you if, if i if we do good if I do good, we do good. So he said, okay, daddy. So he's like, so you got to go on Twitter, right? I said, okay, I'm listening. And you got a controversy. You know, you got to, you got to make people mad and you got to have that, that one tweet that kind of stirs up everything. I said, okay, I'm listening. You got my attention. He said, okay, so let's go to the, um, let's go to the, the pro-abortion people. And let's attack them. I'm like, no, we're not going to attack anyone. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to do that. So what I decided to do, I still did send a tweet. Not, not really not. I thought it was harmless. I, I'm not going to. I thought it was harmless uh, and effective. Harmless, but effective. That's the tweet that I sent. And little to my knowledge, I got, I got put in, I got put in Twitter jail. And I'm like, wow. You, you know, uh, what what about what happened to freedom of speech? You know, I, I was shocked because I didn't I didn't threaten anyone and I didn't even use any bad language. And, and I, I thought to myself, I'm like, wow, you know, I remember back when Donald Trump was the president and big tech like like pretty much blackballed him. You know, big tech censored the president of the United States. Let that soak in. Because if big tech can censor the president, you got to ask yourself, who's really running the country? So, and then one more thing, I wanted to um, go back on to the first episode, because in the first episode, I kept mentioning it that I took my pill in quarters. But my intent was to say I took my pill in thirds. That's why I told you like three separate incidences or, or, or three separate stories. And that's why I said, you know, if you take things in third, three thirds is technically 99% because I feel like you're going to always search and, and try to find that 1%. So that's what I meant. So now we're at the second episode and the second episode is going to be called T. Payne, Thomas Payne, and the revolution. I I I got that off of Prince because I was a, always a huge Prince fan. So the revolution was Prince. So I, I found the opportunity to kind of like mix the two. So 
first episode, we can say that we, we took the pill, we're in. But we still really didn't go inside the rabbit hole. We just like glanced into it and like like looked over like, wow, like like if it was a well, you know what I'm saying? We just looked over the rabbit hole. But this episode, we're actually going to go into it. So I, I said to myself, and this is why I was still on YouTube and I, I found a few books to, to, to read. And I said to myself that if this country, if every president was a Freemason or his vice president was a Freemason. When did it begin? You know, so I, I kept digging. I said, okay, we, we got George Washington check. We know that. So, but I wanted more. So, and that's when I came across the name Thomas Paine. And that was, that was a, um, a, a passage, a reading out of his book, one of his books. And we're going to get to the name, the title of that book later. But John Adams quoted this about pain. He said, without the pen of pain, the sword of George Washington would have been in vain. George Washington himself also quoted, under God, the American people owe its liberty to Thomas Paine. So now I'm shook. I'm like, okay, who is Thomas Paine? Because throughout, throughout grade school, and even college, I never heard of Thomas Paine. Maybe my ears wasn't ready to listen. You know, maybe I did, but I didn't like it didn't soak in. So I looked into Thomas Paine and I looked into his uh, his early life, his early life. He was born in England and, you know, um, to a, a Quaker, a Quaker uh, father was big on education, sent them to school early grammar school. So and he got married early. But something happened in his early life, I think, that affected him and the way he thought forever. Thomas Paine met a, a lady named Mary, and they got married. And within a year, they got married, had a baby, and the baby and the mother both died. And I think this affected the way he thought, the way he hoped, and the way he dreamed. So around 1774, good old Benjamin Franklin found he 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 met Thomas Paine. He was introduced to Thomas Paine. And he was like, "Hey, why don't you come over um to America?" And at the time, Thomas Paine was not into politics, you know, but he he was a writer. He he was a writer. That's what he done. So as he went to Washington, he started to write these these pamphlets. And and the first one he wrote was um Common Sense. And this book alone, it became the number one selling book in the Americas. And probably even to this date, it still is one of the top selling books. So Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense. And Common Sense basically explained why the Americas should separate from the British and form the United States of America. And before then, no one ever used the term United States. So Thomas Paine was coined. He got coined that term, the United States of America. That's his idea. So in order to make this happen, it was a group of, group of good old boys called the Sons of Liberty. And let me go back. I think I mentioned in the first episode, Benjamin Franklin, one of the biggest, biggest uh, Freemasons at the time. 
And when I researched Thomas Paine, I couldn't really find out if he was a Mason or not. Like some sources said 33rd degree. Some sources said he wasn't a Mason. So I, I think that's a big gap to go from 33rd degree to not a Mason. So I think it's almost safe to say he was because he actually helped push this revolution. So the Sons of Liberty was all, all, all Freemasons. Right. And, and I think inside the, the, the movement of the revolution, the majority of the ones that wanted to leave the British were Freemasons. We're talking about John Adams, Paul Revere, John Hancock, Thomas Jefferson. So they all were Masons. So they came together. And I hate to say this because they wanted liberty because they did not want to pay taxes. It's kind of like they were known, they were like a Taliban. I hate to say that. They were. They were terrorists inside their own colony. So come the Boston Tea Party, right, the the Sons of Liberty, they staged an act where they all dressed up as Native Americans and got on the, the boat and they poured all the tea out. And that made the British mad, which also led to the shot heard around the world. So the Sons of Liberty wanted to separate from the British to have their rights to do pretty much whatever they wanted to do. And which that led forth to the Declaration of Independence. The end. All right, we'll see y'all next episode. No, I'm just joking. So after, after the, uh, the Common Sense pamphlet was wrote, United States was formed. Hence, leaving George Washington to be the first president. But keep in mind, like most of the people that participated in the revolution was not aware that a secret brotherhood was actually pushing all this and actually provoked all this. So I think the main point of this, this episode is the intent is to you heard the intro. The intro was Thomas Paine's second book which was one of his most controversial pieces ever. But still, the, the Masons hold this book as, as one of its best books. And the book was called Age of Reason. Because I think it's important to remember Thomas Paine's early life, but because in his early life when he lost his family, he chose not to believe in anything. So he, he read the Bible, he studied the Bible, but it, none of it made sense to him. He figured that if God wanted us to know these things, God would have told us. The fact that we had to hear from a person that heard from another person and was finally told the story, he just didn't, it didn't, it didn't, he couldn't fathom it. But this caused big, big, I'm not, this caused big problems with George Washington because George Washington, prior to becoming a Mason, he became a Freemason at 22 and George Washington. He prior to that was a big Christian, even out on the battlefield. Every Sunday, George Washington had to find a church to go to except the third Sunday, because the third Sunday is known to Christians as when they do uh, communion. And that's when they when they when they when they um, pretty much redo the Last Supper, where you take Jesus, the piece of bread and you break it. And you drink some wine. So with that being said, 
Thomas Paine and Benjamin. It's like Tom, Benjamin Franklin in his heart. I'm sorry. George Washington in his heart. He, he had he had morals and he wanted to do the right thing. But once you find out that the group that you're involved in is 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 um their intent's a little different and, and you can't get out, you know, with this uh Freemasons is blood in, blood out. So so there's no way out. So him and Thomas Paine didn't see things the same. But yet most of the guys involved in the revolution did. So and and that's why Benjamin Franklin plays such a key role in this. Because Benjamin Franklin went to the to French, to the French. He convinced them that, hey, I, we need help because he had brotherhood in other in other countries. So Benjamin Franklin disappeared for a while and everybody wondered where he was at. But he was in the in the French in French partying and following women the whole time. And then he came back and he showed them, OK, we'll help you. And so that's how the French helped Thomas uh Benjamin Franklin and he helped the French came and they helped us with this revolution. So, and I wanted to talk because all my life, we've always taught that thought that America was founded on religious stance on biblical stance. That's why you see in the, in the, on the dollar in God, we trust. And in the, most of our speeches are united under God, but what God are we talking about? Because if you take a look and at the Washington, D.C., and you go down to D.C. and you look at all the statues and, and all, all this, you don't see any pictures of Jesus or Moses or any of the disciples. You see a bunch of pagan gods, corn and oil all over the place. So Thomas Paine, after that, he pretty much disappeared and he died at old age. But with all this being said, I want you to think about this, because for a group of men that wanted to form a country just so they could have their rights and their freedom, they they in theory did not want or sign the Declaration of Independence. They, their intent wasn't for everybody. It was just for the band of brothers. And if you take a look at at religion itself. For instance, a lot of people probably didn't know that Joseph Smith was a Freemason. Joseph Smith Smith is the founder of Mormons, of the Mormon church. And it's kind of ironic that you got somebody that, in theory, that technically does not believe in God to form a church. Or you can look at the, the uh, founder of Jehovah Witness, Charles Taz Russell. He was also a Freemason. And a lot of things with one thing about Christianity, and I'm trying to come from a non-biased point of view, but Christianity never really gave credit to never one person that created the work. But if you look back, Joseph Smith, his story was that God himself came to him and Jesus and told him to write these books. And, you know, we came to you, write these books. And if you look at the Mormons, the Mormons religion, and you look at um, the Muslims, how 
Muhammad got all the theory that God came straight to him himself. So that still goes back and gives the credit to one man. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying my religious stance, but if you take a look at, on the other hand, Christianity, which the credit is not given to anyone. So to think that that America was not founded on Christianity, more or less, it was founded on almost, you could say, a cult. Does that change how you think? Or or, or does that kind of clear up what you see going on in today's society? You know, like some people say, well, you know, we were founded on God. And no, no, we wasn't. We were not founded on God. We were not founded on religion. We were more or less founded on a cult. And a cult that was helped by brotherhoods in other countries. Because I think in the end, it was all still based on a one world thing. And Thomas Paine, he knew this. He knew how he felt. You know, he knew the majority of the founding fathers shared the same belief. And that's why America was formed. Not based on Christianity, but based on belief that that there is a God, but it's a God that rules by reason. And and you say like, okay, well, this can't be still today, but it's some building. It's something called the Georgia Guidestones. I want to I want to hint on that a little bit, because in um 1978 in Eberton, Georgia, a mysterious man came to Georgia, came to a granite place. Right. And he had a, a suitcase and he opened up the suitcase and he had a blueprint. And he said, I want this drawn up. And I want it shaped just like this. And and, and the guy looked at him like, I, I, that's going to take like millions of dollars. And then he opened up the suitcase and he said, here you go. And then at the time, they were like, well, what's your name? He said, if I give you if I give you my name, people would wonder they would want to know more about me than more about what these stones say and these stones say and, and these stones are they call the georgia guy stones and they're pretty much a whole new ten commandment not not god's ten commandment and they're on outside you have the the freemason symbol and you have another plaque that says to help lead society into an age of reason. And what you heard in the beginning of this episode was a quote, was reading from the age of reason. So let that soak in. And one of the first commandments on the Georgia Guidestones is to keep population under, I think, 500 million. That leaves a whole lot of people to die. This is America History X. Tradition often claims that America was founded as a Christian nation only. 
But if this is the case, why are its symbols those of the pagan religions rather than images of Christ, the apostles, and stories from the Bible? Well, I think that this is where the great confusion comes in. Uh, America was founded as a Christian nation, but it was also founded as an occult nation. And there have always been two parallel forces here in America. One the Christian, one the occult, dating back into the 1600s. And until you understand that, you can't understand anything going on in the world today. This is America.